Welcome to the Jackie Service Show. I'm Jackie Service, where we are talking all things people strategy, entrepreneurship, and how hiring the right humans will unlock the next phase of growth in your business. As a former corporate VP of HR, my life completely shifted when I learned I had a brain tumor. From this moment forward, I knew that there was more. I dove headfirst into healing, mindset work, and spirituality. And from this space, my entrepreneur journey was born. Now I am a people strategist and founder of Serve Recruitment Agency, a boutique recruitment firm that helps scaling companies hire aligned leaders for growth. In this podcast, I'm going to share about my business journey, entrepreneurship, leadership, and how hiring the right humans unlocks massive potential. Welcome to the show. Are you looking for a new podcast to tune into? I know I am always interested in finding new podcasts that leave me with inspiration, a shift in perspective, or practical tools to help grow both me as an individual and my business as well. If you're looking for a new show, one that I listen to weekly is called We Wild Women, hosted by Renee Warren. I'm gonna link that up in the show notes here, but I highly recommend heading over to We Wild Women and tuning in to Renee and all of her epic guests that she brings onto the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Jackie Service Show. We are in the middle of a series of bringing inspiring women to the table to talk about their journey, their stories, and their major transitions going from what was once a traditional path into following their own hearts and finding themselves along the way. I have a dear friend, a soul sister, somebody who I have grown with and sat beside in so many different containers, Bridget Boucher here today, and I I'm just so dang grateful to one, see your face and two, be able to put a mic in front of us and just have a genuine conversation about this journey we've been on together. Mm, It's time. I'm really excited as well. Congrats on the podcast and the platform and for everything that you're doing for the women out there. Thank you so much. When I think about women who have made major transitions, you come to mind, top of mind, because of the seat you sat in as a C-suite executive, as a CFO, which I'll let you talk about here in a minute, those, you know, coming from a very similar path in career in a lot of ways and being a C-suite in HR, I remember finding each other in a room, a mastermind room. For those that know me, Fast Foundations, it is near and dear to both Bridget and my heart. And we were sitting near each other in that second group that came together And I remember instantly feeling connected to you because our stories in some ways had similarities or sounded the same. And so I'd love you to maybe just go back to previous version of Bridget and then take the listeners on a little bit of a journey of what were you doing in your past life, which was maybe quote unquote more traditional. And then what are you doing today? And then we'll start to dig into some of the intricacies of like how you got there. Yeah, it's, you know, we're all on a a journey, a different story um, of transition, but it, you know, my story is probably relatable, um, surely to Jackie being on that side of the professional to entrepreneur, but whatever transition you're going through, I hope that you can kind of find yourself in this. 
because we're always making big decisions that can change the trajectory of our life. And so mine happened to be in the career path. So, you know, I did start out very traditionally, um, you know, grew up in Northern Minnesota, uh, wanted a path out, went to, got my accounting degree, went to college, got my CPA license, got the job and the corporate role, um, relocated for the corporate role, ended up in Atlanta, Georgia. It was about 20 years ago. And I just, at the time felt like I was doing quote unquote, all the right things because I kept getting rewarded. So I was very much a gold star chaser. I was very mm. motivated by the next level. I was motivated by the next promotion, the next opportunity, the recognition, the significance, quite frankly, of being able to do something that wasn't necessarily, um, like it wasn't an example of my upbringing. I didn't have a lot of um, people in my family that moved away or that were, were doing the thing. Right. And I felt like I was doing the thing and that felt very rewarding to me. So I climbed my, my corporate ladder and, and ultimately, like Jackie said, made um, CFO uh, by 30 here in Atlanta. And I was working um, and just extremely excited and proud about this um, opportunity to be a female, to kind of, you know, um, climb the ladder to a degree where I did feel like this is, this is my, you know, end game. This is my ring the bell. This is my, oh my gosh, I've landed. This is maybe not the end, um, figuratively speaking, but that milestone. Mm -hmm. And what, what ended up happening a couple years into it was I actually started to feel really disconnected. And if there's one thing that you need to know about me at that time is, I didn't go inward very often. I didn't have language for inner work. I very much didn't want to necessarily spend time by myself um, uh, because I hadn't really, I kind of had a game face. Like I hadn't really thought about how I felt or how I was supposed to feel or what was right and what was wrong. It was more about the societal picture, the societal norm. You know, I went to school and had this degree. I had this corporate career path. So therefore this is me. And it was very much something that I identified with as a human. Um, and so, you know, having these confusing feelings of, you know, ringing this bell and being in the CFO role and everybody telling me how quote unquote good I was at it, it felt really incongruent for me to have internal feelings that were suggesting otherwise mm -hmm. I was confused. I was like, well, what the hell I did all these things. Now I'm kind of not trusting myself because this isn't necessarily everything that it's all cracked up to be. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling depleted. Um, my patience is running thin. I certainly don't want to underperform and I just didn't know what to do with it. So eventually I ended up leaving that I resigned and went to another corporate role and went to another financial role. And, and one of the things that you'll find, you know, for the women listening is as you make change, sometimes it does come in doses. Sometimes it's not the big aha moment that's delivered in a big package. that says, I just pulled the rug out from underneath my life. And then there I was, mine had variations of it. I was like, holding on with a tight grip while letting go a little piece at a time. So I had resigned a total of three times from corporate two from the same job before it finally stuck because I was scared. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking about a big transition in your life that, that affects not just who you are, the identity with who you um, have known yourself to be, but also the compensation and the lifestyle that you've associated with that that's scary and it's okay for it to be scary. But what I can tell you is this, is if that voice is inside of you saying something's not lining up, something isn't feeling right in my body, um, it's worth listening to because what I know now 
is that was just it. It was my intuition. It was my body. It was my inner knowing saying there is like an unlived life inside you sister. And I don't know what it is, but you better damn well get out there and explore it. And as terrifying as that was to resign and kind of take that break, I just knew that I was being called to do something different. And I didn't know what it was. And I was willing to take the leap. And the other thing I knew was I can always go back. Like no one can ever take my experience or my mm-hmm. skill set away from me. Um, and that there's a little bit of safety knowing that, but I think more, more so than me convincing myself, we feel a pressure to convince those around us because people get uncomfortable when they see you expand in a way that doesn't feel in alignment with either what they've known about you or what they think your next step should be. And so, you know, I married my husband, my mom, my dad, like my family was very, this was not a popular decision. (laughs) I had been this one that had made it right. And then I was just going to throw it all away, which we, we know isn't necessarily the case. It's that there's something better. And so to kind of pull that into the current, you know, I've been an entrepreneur now that was seven years ago. Um, It was 2016 when I left corporate, which is insane to think about. And the journey has been vast and it has been all over the place. Um, So many iterations, but what I can tell you is this, I came back to finance. I came back to money because I was able to redefine it. I found a group and a community that I was really passionate about helping that I knew that I had a skill set that could help them, um, you know, increase the the longevity of their business, you know, money is really mysterious and can bring up a lot of emotions to certain people when it's overcomplicated. And I like to simplify it. I like to work with entrepreneurs and I'm just in this space now where I don't identify with that corporate CFO role, identify as Bridget, the CFO who gets to do it with her own style, with her own voice. And I can't tell you how much more fluid and aligned my everyday life feels because I can use those examples. I can tap into those emotions. I can be on the feminine. I can be on the masculine. I can be on a stage and I can also be one-on-one and just hold that space for something that is so tangible and resourceful. You know, money is the modality with which I serve, but there's so much more that goes into it. And I feel like I've really started to, and continue to find the gift in that. Mm. So much so it's been such a beautiful journey for me to witness the unfolding of it all from sitting beside you, meeting you four years ago now. Mm-hmm. So you're already on your journey, but we met maybe a couple of years, both into our journey. Mm-hmm. So four years ago, sitting beside you in this room and both of us were unwinding still and navigating. And in a lot of ways, we still both are. Um, but I just think back to those two women who were sitting beside each other in that room. And I look at you today and it, you literally look different. Like, I feel like I'm looking at a different human and I'm so curious for you, what have been some of the tools to break through the paradigm of what you once thought, which was, I don't even really want to look inward. I don't really want to even understand what some of these emotions maybe are that are showing up right now for me. What was that unraveling like to say, okay, I can go get all the education I want. I can keep learning all of these tools and tricks and skills. But at what point in time did you have to say, okay, actually the answer's already within me. Mm. And what was that journey like? 
Yeah. And, and that's, it's a really good point to, um, what Jackie said for anybody listening to say that this is very much well underway and, and ongoing. And so I think the more that you do unveil about yourself and uncover, the more you want to know and the more mm-hmm. curious you get. And so it becomes a little bit more exciting when you're open to it. So for me, um, I had mentioned when I was in corporate, I just had very much a game face. I wasn't really in touch with my feelings. I didn't like to necessarily be alone. Um, and what I realized after I left is I had given up something, my title in that case, that I thought was a version of success, but I quickly realized that it wasn't, you know, I mean, I was willing to give up something that I thought was making me successful. So clearly that couldn't be it. And I had to figure out what that was. So I had to kind of silence my environment. You know, uh, when I left, I, I didn't even go back into contract CFOing for the first seven, eight months or something like that. And it left me a lot of time to think it left me a lot of time to unpack. It was extremely emotional. There was, um, this really false idea that when I left my confidence went with it. It's like, I left my confidence at the corporate job, which Mm. is ridiculous to in, in hindsight, like, as you start to look at this, that's impossible. Your confidence can come with you. It doesn't define you. It's gotta be something that you find where you're self-motivated and self um, directing and those things. And I just, just didn't realize that it took me a long time to figure out what my gifts were and how I could still put those out into the world. Um, even though I didn't have this self-appointed, it's not even self-appointed, this appointed corporate title. I didn't have the business card or the email signature that said, I am instantly credible. And that's, (laughs) that can be tough when you're putting yourself out there for the first time and saying, well, who, who is going to listen to me? What do I have to offer? And so the journey inward for me went in a bunch of phases. You know, one of the things that Jackie talked about is us sitting there in that room and making that connection about our stories. And, and Jackie was further along by several stretches of the imagination to the inner work and kind of the spiritual soulful side of working through, um, you know, herself and, and helping those around her. And I didn't recognize that in me. I still had the game face on. I would say that first round was very much, um, I wanted to get to know each other, other people, but I also wanted to feel like I belonged, but I wasn't sure where I fit in. And, and Jackie saw something in me, um, that needed to be kind of shook loose. I'll call it energy movement. I had a bunch of stuck energy, and I remember, um, and if it's okay, I'll share this is one of the things, sure. that, you know, part of the, the beauty of these masterminds is that you, you connect with people and you can collaborate and you can serve each other and support each other in different ways. And Jackie had teamed up with one of our, um, our friends in the mastermind and created a container and it was about business, but it was about strategy, but it was very much also about the energetics and the vibration and the frequency with which you operate. And and for, um, we got on a call a couple of times actually in between containers and, and, and she was explaining to me kind of what she saw in me and where she felt there was maybe some stuck energy that could help me, um, really just release some of that stuff that I was holding, you know, whether it was expectations or pressure, um, or just lack of clarity and just really kind of get in touch with who I really was because it was such a canned response you know, it had been canned for years who I was, right? Like I, you know, you didn't feel like you had permission to, it's like when someone says, how are you? Or who are you? And you're just kind of like, okay, it's a, just a canned response. You just don't really go there. And after a couple calls, um, and, and I'll be honest, the first time, maybe the first two calls we got on to really talk about what this container could be, I was in tears. 
Like I almost couldn't even get the words out. And I had no idea what it really was that was causing this emotion in me. It was just that I felt stuck. And fast forward to me joining that container two times um, and really getting to the depths of some of the things that, you know, were inside of me, memories, um, you know, perspectives that had been from, you know, growing up friendships and securities, like all of these different things that I wanted to take the mask down. I wanted to unveil who I really was, but I needed to kind of get through a lot of the stuff that I didn't knowingly realize was holding me back. And that is a lifelong journey, but I do credit Jackie and Arvin for that container to really start that process for me because it continued and it it does continue. Mm -hmm. And like I said before, you start to get to know yourself a little bit better and curiosity peaks and you're like, damn, I'm observing. Why did I react that way? That was kind of fascinating and a weird, like, I'm just, you know, fascinated by human behavior, including my own, because it teaches me something about how I can better honor myself and serve other people. And so that was a big milestone for me that has made that a priority every year since then. Mm -hmm. And every year since then I've built upon getting to know myself better, giving myself a little bit more grace, um, you know, kind of losing a little bit of that fear because if you're an entrepreneur, you know, you're going to stretch yourself, you know, you're going to expand in ways you're going to put things out in the world and some of them are going to work and some of them aren't. And if you don't have that solid foundation to be able to pick yourself up and the community around you to help support you in that effort, then it's probably not going to last as long as you wanted it to. So it's worth the time and effort to get to the root of who you are so that as you go through this journey and as that gets questioned and as that gets, you know, put out there in a different way and you're, you know, you just have more eyes on you, you can always come back home. Mm. Home being yourself. Yes. Mm. It's first of all, thank you. I was so honored and have so much gratitude for that container we created, which was always in both containers, four of us, which was so unique and special and allowed for a depth that was just really all of us navigating together, which was so beautiful in so many ways, you know, witnessing since then. So we, it was February, 2020, right before the world shut down, we were all together live in Austin, that very first round. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of our first immersion. And then things really shifted for everybody in different ways. When kind of the pandemic hit and COVID happened, two of us were Canadian in the container two of you were American. So even the way in which our countries handle the pandemic was very different and navigating that as leaders and continuing to understand and unwind and figure out who we were through that time was, was very unique to actually go through some of that together and figure out how did we want to lead? What kind of voice did we want through that, through that particular time? For me, the most beautiful thing has been this like it's almost, and I, the analogy will seem hokey, but it feels like you were caterpillar to butterfly. Like it feels like this just transformation of who you always were. It's like now you see it. And that's the beauty of this whole unfolding is you have made some investments in yourself year over year 
to continue to navigate the inner energy. And as you've done this, it's, it's become electric to people around you. It's become this energetic force where I really believe you are now attracting the women you are meant to serve at the level that they're, you're meant to serve. And in some ways you're likely just scratching the surface because I'm so excited to see what the next five years, the next decade brings as we go and and build these businesses together. But my gosh, like, have you felt that shift as well? Cause I'm looking from the outside in and saying like, I call Bridget B. So B who was sitting in Austin on that stairwell in the hallway journaling. I have a, I have a visual, which I will post when this episode goes live to this woman in front of me today. I have full body goosebumps saying this to you. It is such a truth for me has completely morphed into this becoming of this woman who was always there. Their essence was always there for me. I always saw it, but now you see it. And that's such a difference and such a beautiful evolution. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, like, do you feel that? What has that experience been like for you as you've morphed into this? I'm going to say butterfly over the last four or five years. Oh, thank you for that observation as well. Um, the, the best way that I can describe it is it's very freeing mm. to be more of yourself and feel rewarded for it in a way. Like, I feel like in, in like before it would have felt like that would have been scary. That would have been, you know, we, we, we don't sometimes put ourselves out there in a way that we want to for fear of judgment. That's a human you know, common human reaction. We all do that right to a degree. And, and I think what I realized was the people that need me, that I'm identifying as somebody that I can really help with their money, their finances, their numbers, and, and, you know, spice it up, make it a little fun, make it a little soulful, all of those, those people are not going to resonate with my corporate bullshit lingo. (laughs) I don't need to speak like a textbook. And I'm not sure that I ever did entirely, but I certainly opened up my vocabulary and my language and my experience as an entrepreneur in getting my message out there. And when I started to be more playful and I started to be um, a little bit more vibrant in whatever felt good to me and how I dress or show up or the energy that I bring to a room, I started to notice that there was, it became a lot more fluid because I always say, wave your weird flag. How else will your people find you? And it it became a full embodiment of who I am and what I do. And I think that when you find that, the style with which you want to serve and the way that you want to make, make people feel and how you solve a problem, that's where you can start to see that you don't have to compartmentalize. I think that's where I got so exhausted in corporate as I was kind of this person at home and this person with my friends and this person at corporate, because I had a reputation, I had an authority level to like uphold. And I wanted to make sure that I had the respect, especially being a younger female, I almost like had to double time it. Right. True story, Jackie. I actually did not put my picture on the signature of my email, my CFO email, because I didn't want to be prejudged. Wow. Mm-hmm. Never put that it on. That says a lot, doesn't it? It sure does. And I just think that is not necessarily a world that I want to live in that I'm hiding behind a signature and I don't get to show who I am. Like it's very symbolic to me now. 
Um, now I want you to hear my voice and understand how I communicate a message. Um, it's very relationship based when you are helping people with their finances, with their money, with their dreams, with their livelihood. It can be very exciting, but it can also bring up a lot of emotion. And that requires a certain level of authenticity, of energy, of sharing your own personal experiences, of hearing theirs. And when you can pull all that together, that's when I feel like I can tell the shift. I can see it in me because I'm actually getting energy from a lot of those things that might have drained me in the past because I wasn't feeling truly in my own voice. Mm, I love that. And isn't it, you know, I think about this so, so often now I have six-year-old twin girls and, you know, they're in the school system, the education system. And I often think like, gosh, we're just never taught about emotions and Thankfully today, they are talking about it a lot more than when we were in school. Um, and there's a lot of books on emotions and big feelings and, you know, giving colors to feelings and emotions. So they, there's definitely a evolution that has happened. And yet I still find that one of the most significant things, which to me is energy and emotions and understanding how you're feeling about something in the inner landscape is the thing that gets pushed down time and time again in the conditioning of life. Mm -hmm. Because just like you, I was trained in a way, like I was raised in an environment where the head down and grind and the productivity and the results and the facade that was Jackie service inside four walls that had a big, you know, brand name on it became who I was as an identity. And I didn't know anything else. And so, yes, I would numb out or have a completely different weekend lifestyle to like let loose and like try to find a piece of myself again. But truly it was that like, I didn't even know the language to use in a lot of ways. And I've shared very openly about my brain tumor on this podcast and how that for me was my two by four. That was the rug out from underneath me that then started this cascade, but I didn't leave corporate right away either. It took a few iterations before I finally said enough is enough and started down this path as well, actually 2016 as well. So I know we have a synergy there in terms of when we both finally like came to in terms of our realization that there was more in a different way. Mm -hmm. Curious question for you. I want to talk to the woman who's listening right now, who is right on that edge. She knows in her heart and her gut that there is something more for her. She maybe does not have it planned out. She does not know what it looks like. She can't see the full path, but it keeps coming up time and time again, that there is something deep within her that needs to be birthed and born into this world. Mm -hmm. And every time she gets close to that edge, she looks over it and doubt and imposter syndrome and fear and scarcity mindset and, and, and all show up. Mm. What do you say to her? Oh, I would say, first of all, congrats on acknowledging that there's a calling because a lot of times we ignore it. We think it's not for us. Oh, that's silly. You know, but when you're at that point, that cusp and it kind of keeps coming knocking, you know, action is the only thing that I know of that can get you unstuck. And it doesn't mean massive action. It can mean the next best step. It could be researching a little bit more about what it would take 
It could be having a conversation with somebody that has gone before you. It could be collaborating with somebody that's doing something similar and going and doing like a webinar together or, or taking a course. Um, it could be having a conversation with a loved one. Um, it, it's just about keeping, it's kind of this theme here at Jackie about it's keeping the energy moving and in circulation so that it's not stuck because that's the only way that you can gain momentum is by movement. And then momentum breeds confidence. So then you go, oh my gosh, I did the damn thing. I did reach out. I did do this research. I did make a list. Um, you know, I've heard this before, but it's like, if you, if there's something big that you're doing, like I'm actually writing a book right now, like talk about big. <laughs> Second well, time on this episode, I just had full body shivers because <laughs> I did not know that. I did not know that one. Oh well, my I'll gosh. Can go I back to Can like a copy, a signed copy, please. Yeah. I'll sort of go back to like two big things that are going on right now simultaneously. Jesus. Okay. But the big thing is, is like, there's a lot that goes into that. And, and sometimes it could just feel completely overwhelming. And if you take a blank sheet of paper, whatever your next thing is that you're envisioning and say, what are all the steps that I would actually need to do? Like, let me just get them out of my brain. Cause they'll swirl, they'll spiral. They'll take up massive real estate. Um, as far as the energy goes and it'll take up a lot of your time. But if you get it all on paper and you go, what if I just checked one of these things off this week, you know, and, and just being in pursuit of a goal always feels better than being stuck. Mm-hmm. So I'll kind of circle back now on those two things. So, um, two things that I'm doing, and this is really interesting. I was just talking to my marketing team this morning about like, um, the similarities between three, three big things that I'm doing. So obviously I'm an entrepreneur. So there's an entrepreneurship. I'm writing my first book and I am training for a marathon (laughs) all at the same time. (laughs) Seems seems very fitting B. Right. But I also kind of, you know, didn't do any of those things besides entrepreneurship the last two years. So I, I tend to be good with a goal and, you know, you've got to figure out what really lights you up and what drives you and what's going to hold you accountable. And for me, when I'm in pursuit of a goal, or I have somebody that's helping me along a mentor or community or a deadline, I do well in that as long as it's in alignment with who I am. So the marathon, this one's actually my fourth marathon, but I haven't run one in five years. And each year that you get older, things change and it gets, you know, a little bit harder, but I have one person that I've registered with and she and I are training and we're going to do the damn thing. It's in May and it's in California. And the book, I thought, let me have it stack this shit. Like this has been on my heart. I've been free writing. I got an intro from a good friend of ours, Chris, to somebody that's now my book coach. And we are, I said, this is a summer book launch. Like we are doing this at the time we're recording this. It's early March, right? So again, I have invested time and money. I have somebody holding me accountable. I have somebody that, that has gone before me. So that I don't have to spiral out and swirl on all the things that I think I should be doing, or maybe I shouldn't, or what happens when, when, how do I know when it's done? What do I do with a cover? How, how long should it be? Like, there's so many questions that I have. And I find that when you invest in somebody that that's their niche, their area, oh my gosh, the relief that you can feel, you know, it, it could be something really logical that I would say, like, Like, for example, I'll give you a prime example for anybody listening. If you're doing something big um, as a numbers person, you'll all hear, you'll hear me say this a lot. It's like what gets measured gets changed. And so whatever goal you're chasing, whatever you're looking towards, make sure that there's some sort of metric that it's moving. So whether it's that list I mentioned where you check things off, whether it's a number, whether it's 
um, a framework that you're following, God, that feels good. It's very satisfying to cross things off a list. It's very satisfying to know that you're moving forward in an area of something that's really of interest to you. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I feel like the, the marathon training. It's like you add miles each week, you check them off the book. I've got the outline. I'm getting the book written. I've got deadlines and with entrepreneurship, it's no different. You know, people are freaking out about the economy and things are changing and I get it, but God, stay consistent, mm-hmm. you know, your mission is timeless in some capacity, shape, or form. It just may be the method of delivery or who you serve, but those gifts, you got to stay consistent with that, growing it, making sure that you're learning and you're helping people. You know, a lot of businesses were born during the pandemic, a lot of businesses, a lot, a lot of very successful businesses were born. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So staying true to that mission and being nimble when you've needed to be nimble, but staying consistent is the biggest, um, the biggest thing that I've seen in longevity for, for business owners. And a lot of the people that Jackie and I were in, you know, fortunate enough to be in these spaces with, we still root each other on and and serve each other and and watch each other grow and support and expand. And I got to tell you, that's a community I am proud to be part of because that's not the case for everybody. And then just having those rooms and showing you what's possible has been just, I don't know what I would have done if that didn't happen four years ago. And that didn't start to change my, my view of what was possible. Mm, I love that. First of all, I cannot wait for this book. That is epic. I am so excited to get a signed copy. Thank you. I'm like pre-telling everybody that I I would like one of the first copies we signed. Um, (laughs) Number two, I think to your point, like running a marathon has a lot of similar philosophies and undertones to being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And like, I think some, one of the things that you and I just relate on so holistically is that we are both in this for the long run. Like this is not a drop in the bucket. This is not a, just a time. I actually want to ask you a question because it's something that I've said to myself before, but maybe haven't said it out loud. If somebody came today, some corporation showed up today and put a massive number in front of you, salary compensation number and said, Bridget, we've been watching you. We've seen how much you've grown and evolved as a CFO. We'd love you to come back in house and work for us. (laughs) How would you reply? Well, what, what really just physically happened in my body was a little squinch Um, because my, you know, my body's telling me, right. It would be, I I'm always, you want to hear if you're in demand, you want to hear if there's opportunity out there. I think you're always curious, right? However, I don't, I don't think I can unsee what I've seen now. And I think the idea of the life that you want to create, when you start to make decisions where that life resembles what you had envisioned. That's a pretty special place to be. And you continue to stay curious. You can continue to stay consistent and you continue to start to see the possibilities of what that could look like. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I want you to really hear me. Whoever is listening is that this isn't about an income goal for what at one point it was right. But no revenue goal, no income goal is worth your peace. So if it's going to threaten any of that and doesn't align with that lifestyle that you want, I think it's a fuck. No, (laughs) I think so too. And and for very similar reasons. And, And one of which for me has been 
just innately trusting my intuition way more, like innately just trusting my gut. And, you know, I think finally finding a path that feels aligned and knowing that that can iterate so many times, gosh, my business already in seven years has made pivots and iterations, you know, tenfold, even the container that you and I were once in together four years ago, one, it doesn't exist anymore. And two, like my business model is completely different than the world of coaching that I was doing at the time. Mm -hmm. And so allowing yourself to continue to flourish and grow and, and evolve and change and knowing that we can give ourselves permission to do that. If I'm honest, I think for so long, B, when I would make these tweaks or change, I would have some form of shame or guilt that would show up because I would think like, gosh, I've been out there for two years saying I was a coach. And now all of a sudden I'm making such a big pivot to say, no, I'm actually recalibrating who I once was and doing it differently, just like you did in the form of people, which is ultimately what I believe in my core is my gifting is helping unlock the people space. You help unlock the money space. And so, yeah, I just so appreciate you sharing that. I was just curious to get your, your two cents on it, having come from similar worlds, but also just like innately trusting our intuition as women, I think is one of our greatest gifts. And the more I continue to tap into that intuition, the more beauty shows up in my life. Oh, you guys this. Okay. So I have to add to that because I know there are people out there and Jackie just humanized it for us as the pivoting. Let's normalize the fact that you're going to keep putting yourself out there and trying different things in different ways. Um, I remember Jackie had said we were, you know, in the container when the pandemic hit and everybody was like, and for months I would say I pivoted until I got dizzy until I finally landed because I was, I was doing personal finance. I was just trying to help people in the space. We were trying to figure out the paperwork the government was putting out there for this funding. And like, there was all these different things that happen, but what Jackie's telling you basically, and what I'm telling you is there is actually a lot of value in those redirections, those pivots, whatever it is, because how will you know if you don't try? And you can't make adjustments until you make those decisions. So you've got mm-hmm. to make the decision so then you can adjust and realign. And it, every bit of your experience primes you for the next step. So even if, you know, I'll give you a perfect example. I left corporate in 2016. I wanted nothing, zero <laughs> to do with CFOing because I equated that to burnout. Okay. So I became, I was in network marketing, a wellness coach. Um, I walked to dogs. I did some corporate wellness consulting through like an insurance contact that I had before I even went back to fractional CFO. And even then I did it in a corporate space because it was all I ever knew. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to do it differently. So again, I was like, kind of felt like a little bit of that shame or fear of like, oh, people saw me going doing this. And then I'm now I'm doing this. And the reality is it does not matter. You're going to land. You're going to continue to grow and expand through it. So normalizing the fact that there will be pivots, there will be shifts, there will be changes does not reduce the value of the experience, no matter what anybody says, because whoever might be saying that is also thinking, what could I do? And you get to go out there and show them, you get to go out there and build the life that you want. Cause if you're going to flip your world on its head, you better build it back the way you want it. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you for just like pulling that string a little bit more and helping that really land for people. 
Um, I think that's something that I notice a lot is like, we kind of cling to, because maybe we said something once and we kind of cling to that energy so much. I know I have done that multiple times where, gosh, I said I was this thing or that I am now kind of building my life this way, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't feel right anymore. Like what I know now in 2023, I maybe didn't have the full story in 2022 or 2021. And so I had to have lived experience to then make different choices because now I've lived through something where I go, oh gosh, okay, well, that's a hard no, or that's, well, we'll use Bridget's language. That's a fuck no, I'm not doing that again. (laughs) And so it unlocks the next version of yourself in the next chapter. And so give yourself permission and let's normalize the pivot. If we Mm -hmm. use that language or the evolution is such a, you know, a the language I've been choosing to use for myself more than pivot. (laughs) I love it. Yes. Well, my love, I know we could definitely have, we will have to have you back because I think there's a whole conversation we can have around money specifically. And I know that that is your gifting. And I've had an opportunity to see you speak about money to that same room that we were once in four years ago. But talk a little bit about how can people find you today? How can people work with you today? Like how can they get more of you if this this conversation just absolutely landed for them. Yeah. Thank you for that. It's, um, you know, I'm very much, uh, on Instagram. I like to be able to add value, do a little bit of, do a lot of reels this year, which is kind of fun. Um, I, I also like to just drop some money bombs and tips and different things for entrepreneurs. Again, we're all on this journey together. Um, I'm documenting the book process on Instagram as well. Uh, the website's bridgetboucher.com. Um, which I'm sure Jackie will share with you, but those are the places that I show up. I also do speak at events. So um, in Scottsdale a lot, I'm located in Atlanta. So if there's like a conference or something near you or podcasts that you like to listen to, um, that's a lot of times where you'll find me, but just know like we're in this together and, and I exist to be able to help continue my journey and share it out loud um, and help you know, like we said, normalize the story of making some untraditional decisions that just result in a better life for you. And so I want to thank Jackie for starting this platform, getting her voice out there in the way that only she can and bringing on people that can help share that message because somebody out there right now is going, Oh damn, that one's meant for me. Mm -hmm. And we are grateful. (laughs) We are grateful. Mm-hmm. The pings are real, my friend. If you're getting pinged in this conversation and you know you were here for a reason, we are both here for you. I will link everything up for way pe- for ways people can find you and just make sure that they get access to you. Reach out, tell Bridget what landed. You know, that is something that so often I think we listen to an episode and maybe we don't take that extra step to just like, hey, this is what I listened to. This is what really landed for me do that. Cause she is very much real on the other end. She will receive that. And you know, that, that starts the, the beauty of relationships is we can use these tools and these platforms for good. And I continue to keep like infusing the good in there and just bringing incredible women to the table. B I love you wholeheartedly. I'm so proud to have sat beside you in this journey. And I know it's just in so many ways getting started And thank you so much for sharing your gifts and your wisdom and all your love with us here today. Thank you. Love you back. We'll see you again, guys, on the next episode of the Jackie Service Show. Thank you for listening in to today's show. If there was a key message that landed with you, please share or send us a direct message on Instagram at Jackie Service and let us know. We love hearing from you. Also, to continue to keep this podcast growing, 
it would mean the world if you could take a minute and like and rate the show or share it with a friend. Our team is forever grateful. Until next time, we'll see you again on The Jackie Service Show.